Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top for oh, you. Yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. He sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 311 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast, the longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff, and sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother, not storyline brother Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, what's going on, dude? Well, I'm battling sickness, so I apologize if, excuse me, I apologize if my voice is off this week, a little bit nasally, got all that stuff going on. Fingers crossed it's not COVID. Uh, Just kidding, it's not COVID. But yeah, just (laughs) trying to battle that and get through the week and get to the New Year's celebration. And it's it's winding down one of my favorite times of the year. And it's always that, I don't want to call it a depression or anything like that, but it's kind of a sad time of year, right? Like the Christmas decorations come down. It's a whole new year. You don't know what lies ahead and just... Looking forward to the new year. I think it's going to be a, a good 2022 all around. And we might have some predictions later about 2022. We do. We do. Sad times out here. We just recently lost John Madden. Yes. A legend. The, a legend. I mean, forget the video games. Don't even look at the video games. Just him as an announcer, him as a coach. He was just a legend out here in the Bay Area. I was just talking about him, too, with some friends going out for uh, kind of a late Christmas dinner. And we were just talking and BSing and talking about how great Madden was. And we were talking about that documentary that Fox aired on Christmas Day. And people it sucks people will remember him for video games. And I hope that's not how he's remembered because he's far beyond video games. Yeah, but the video games allow his legacy to live forever. He's got his name attached to the biggest football franchise in video game history. And what better man to have his name tied to the biggest franchise in history? It's got to be Madden. I mean, an amazing coach, like you said, a Bay Area guy. Uh, what's funny is our coworker, Scott, well, I can call it our coworker because he used to work with him too. Um, yep. He grew up in the Dublin area and he would see Madden all the time around town. And he was kind of a staple and he was an everyman. John Madden is, was a celebrity. And people would see him around town. Oh my gosh, it's John Madden. But he was an everyman. He would talk to everybody like he was your best friend. You know, he treated everybody with respect. And just, I've read so many stories on Facebook about people that had the chance to meet him. And everybody has basically said the same thing. He was a great guy and just treated you like one of his friends. No matter who you were, it didn't matter. And just an absolute legend. But I love the fact that his name is tied to the football franchise because that it basically means Madden lives forever, right? That that name is always going to be attached to that franchise, and I love it. And look, where would football video games be without Madden? You know, he was that True. he was that driving force. I still remember going over to a Christmas party, you and I, with mom and dad. It was one of those, hey, kids, we're going to a Christmas party today. It's not one that we wanted to go to. It was some work friends of theirs. But one of the dudes that lived at the house had a, a Sega Genesis in his room. And he was like, hey, you guys want to play on a video game thing? And we're like, yeah, let's do that. And he was playing Madden, and I was hooked. That was the first time I had ever played Madden, and I was absolutely hooked. And since that day, I'm just a huge fan of the Madden franchise, so glad his name is going to live forever. And if you guys get a chance, 
try to catch that documentary if you can. I think it's on Tubi. You guys can check it out there. Uh, but you guys will be able to find it. The other one is we lost a promoter out here, a local promoter for big time wrestling. His name is Kirk White. Kirk White managed Bret Hart. Bret Hart was always out here for, to do signings for big time wrestling. Yeah, a lot. So, um, a lot of people also have heard Kirk's name because Bailey comes from big time wrestling. Yeah, and you know, I don't know what other stories wrestlers have of Kirk White or you know, different fans, whatever. But in my interactions with him, they were always pleasant. He hosted a lot of great signings. Uh, he held some out at the Modesto Mall, not to mention all of the signings he had for big time wrestling. Um, local shows would have Bret Hart show up and Kirk White would be right there with him because he's the guy that brought him in. And, you know, we just talked about one Bay Area legend that was lost in John Madden. While not to that extent, you know, in terms of wrestling, Kirk White was absolutely a Bay Area legend. And it was nice to see Matt Carlos uh, put a tribute on Facebook to Kirk White. That was really nice because Matt Carlos wrestled under him. And yeah, another legend lost, dude. And it makes you wonder about the future of big time wrestling. Where is it going to go? You know, like you said, they turned Bailey out of that promotion and look at the levels that she's achieved in wrestling. It's been incredible for Bailey and you know, Aaron Solo came out of there. He's an AEW. So it makes you wonder about the future of big time wrestling, but I'm sure it's going to be just fine. Can I tell you my favorite Kirk White story? Please. So Hardy Boys are signing at the Southland Mall. And when I went and purchased my tickets for the Hardy Boys, you got one photo and one auto. Well, we were standing in line for the Hardy Boys. Now, this is in 19... No, I apologize. This is about 2000. Yeah, it's probably 2000. I don't even think the figures had come out yet because we probably would have gotten the figures signed. Correct. In Sharpie. In Sharpie, right. And they'd be all faded (laughs) by now. Probably. Well, we're standing in line and the line is huge in the food court at Southland Mall. So Kirk is trying to manage the line. We get up to the Hardy Boys and then I start talking to him about Omega Wrestling. And... Being on the West Coast, they probably didn't expect anybody to talk to him about Omega Wrestling because I used to get some tapes off of eBay to watch Omega Wrestling. Yeah, and that's how what they asked you. They're like, how do you know about Omega? Exactly. So anyways, Kirk comes back to the table. He's like, guys, we got to keep this going. The Hardy Boys are no-selling him. They're like just still talking to me about Omega Wrestling. <laughs> Kirk who? <laughs> Kirk goes, come on, guys. We've got to keep this line going. So Scott is standing to my left, sorry, to my right. And the Hardys turn around for the picture and I get in for the picture and Kirk is like, okay, let's take the picture. And Scott goes, oh, I got to be in this picture. So Jeff, I, I think it was Jeff goes, oh yeah, come on in, man. And Kirk was like, no, it's one. Uh, and they snapped the picture and it was like, okay, Scott <laughs> just snuck in there for, you know, basically free. <laughs> yeah. I went into business for myself there for a minute. And we got a picture of brothers with brothers, real life brothers with real life brothers. Exactly, dude. So that's still one of my favorite pictures, but it's one of my favorite Kirk White stories because he was kind of PO'd about it. But at the same time, he was just like, I, screw it. Yeah. Just keep the line moving. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Get out of here, you jerks. You pesky kids. So, so two Bay Area legends lost. Yeah. Sad, sad week. If you'd like to get any of our shirts, head on over to Pro Wrestling Tees or 
whatamaneuver.net. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully Opposable, Instagram, Fully Opposable, WF. P. You can go back and listen to any of our past podcasts on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Please rate and review on iTunes. Scott, we do have a review. Oh, really? I'm going to read the first one, and then there's actually another review. I'll follow up with it, but I'll, you'll understand why. Okay. So the first review is a sweet two stars from Sam Bro one Two? Okay. Two. He said... Okay, Pod. The guys admittedly don't watch current day stuff and don't collect any AEW figures. Tough for me to listen knowing they don't really keep up with wrestling. Also feels like they're trying too hard to be the opposite of the major pod. However, they do seem like they would be fun to hang out with. So there's a lot to unpack there. So I'll start off with the first one where he says that we are trying to be the opposite of. How are we supposed to be the opposite of something that we don't listen to or follow? And that's not a slam. That's not a, oh, they're talking. Just admittedly, we don't follow it. I I admittedly don't listen to podcasts. So how are we supposed to be the opposite of? However, each week we are 100% authentic. We come onto the show every single week to make you guys laugh for about an hour to make you guys forget about stuff, make you guys want to go out and toy hunt. That's what we want to do. And Scott and I come on here, DNF jokes like we were talking about last week. (laughs) And we want to make you guys laugh. That's all we care about. So it's not trying to be the opposite of, it's trying to be 100% Scott and Jeff. Yeah, if we're not for you, we're not for you. Move on and I'm sure there's plenty of other wrestling figure podcasts out there for you, but like Jeff said, this is 100% us. We have fun with it every week. I admittedly don't watch current day product, really. I used to do it a lot, and I just really don't. But again, this isn't a wrestling podcast. This is a wrestling figure podcast. And at some point, I will start collecting AEW figures, but I do collect current day WWF figures so or WWE figures. So I, if that's not good enough, I'm sorry. Well, they say he, does, he says we don't watch current day stuff. I do watch New Japan stuff. But again, this isn't a wrestling podcast. It's a wrestling figure podcast. Very very true. And AEW figs. I got series one and series two. And then I've got spatterings throughout. In fact, I have a, I'm not going to say who, but I do have an AEW figure on my top 10 list. So Same. I do too. And actually, it's the only one that I own or that I should say Shannon owns. But again, you know, we're not trying to be opposite anybody. We're not trying to be anybody but ourselves. I don't listen to podcasts, so I don't have a point of reference to be opposite or same. So it's, this is just us. This is the format we've had since day one, 2016. And it's still the same format today. It's just us being us talking wrestling figures. And sometimes hair metal and sometimes Taco Bell. <laughs> Very little wrestling. And sometimes DNF jokes. <laughs> sometimes. That's us. Sometimes. How about all the time? <laughs> all the time DNF jokes. But he is right about one thing. We are fun to hang out with. I'll say that. Oh, yeah. We're a party, dude. Uh, but I do want to go to the next one. Comes from Nightmare King NWO. He says, Fully Posable Rules gave us a sweet five stars. This podcast is awesome. The brothers' tunes are too sweet. You guys are honorary members of the PTLWF Fig Fed and are members of the PTLWF Hall of Fame and are inducted by the owner of the PTLWF. And that's me, Nightmare King. We got we to gotta have an acceptance speech, Scott. Oh, man, I wasn't prepared for this. All right. Um, it is with great honor to accept this induction into the PTLWF 
Hall of Fame, many matches that I had during the year with Scott. And, you know, we we revolutionized tag team wrestling. <laughs> the best brother tag team of all time. Yeah, it, we were 100% authentic us. And, <laughs> you know, we, we put our bodies on the line every single night. And you guys accepted us. And you know what that meant the most to us is that you guys accepted us. So I want to say thank you to Nightmare King NWO for the induction into the PTLWF Hall of Fame. Man, I'm honored. Thanks, dude. Right. So you know what? Thank you. Actually, I need to give more of those Hall of Fame speeches. I'm pretty good at those. Yeah, you did that on the fly too. I'm impressed. Thanks, dude. There was nothing written out. You put a little fully posable pin on the the podium in front of you. Uh, Nightmare King, thank you very much, man. We appreciate it. By the way, I want to see some of these pictures of us in the fig fed. I want to see that. If you have any questions, audio questions, or anything else at all, send it on over to fullyposablewfp at gmail.com. Scott, how was your Christmas, dude? Christmas was great. I got a Blackstone grill. What's that? What's that? Is that like a smoker? No, it is a flat, it's a four burner flat top grill. What's that? A fl- like a griddle. Oh. But it's like, it's like a full barbecue size. So you could put it in the backyard. There's a bunch of accessories you can get for it. I'm super excited. Dude, go onto YouTube and look up Blackstone cooking. Okay. Or Blackstone grilling. And you'll see some of the crazy stuff. They'll see the smash burgers. Those are super big on it. You can do hibachi style cooking on it. I am super excited to start getting to work on that thing. That was the big gift from Shannon. I am talking to you right now on a little phone cradle that Peyton got me. It's super handy. Super excited to be using that. I needed it for the podcast room here. And let's see. I went out with some Christmas money just, I think it was yesterday or the day before. Ran to Target during my lunch break. And for the first time since the early to mid-80s, I bought two He-Man figures. You did it. I did. <laughs> I knew you were going to give in. I did. I broke. So I watched uh, <laughs> Masters of the Universe Revelations Part 2 the other night. I had watched the first two episodes. I binged the rest of them after that. And I was like, you know what? When I get the Detolf set up in here, I'm going to want to rep Motu. I have to. It was part of my childhood. But I don't want to go backwards and get the old ones. You know, with the G.I. Joe ones, I'm getting the classifieds. That's the the 2020 version of G.I. Joe. I want the 2020 version of Masters of the Universe He-Man. So I went out to Target on my lunch break and picked up He-Man and Skeletor. I am slamming on the brakes on that collection. I will not be getting Castle Grayskull. I'm not buying any other figures. I'm pumping the brakes there. What's going to be crazy is when I go to fill that Detolf and I'm going to open He-Man and Skeletor, those will be the first Motu figures I've opened since the originals in probably like 85 because mom made me stop collecting Masters of the Universe when we got into the LJNs. She was like, you've got to give up a collection. I'm not going to start buying you other stuff. So I think I gave up Mask and He-Man at the same time and we were able to jump into the LJN pool. And so that's how we got all those LJNs because I gave up a couple of collections. Motu was one of them. Can you tell the listeners the email you sent me on Monday? Yeah, I was telling you to talk me off the ledge. I was like, dude, I'm ready to buy He-Man, Skeletor, Tila, Evil Lynn, and I think it was Beast Man. I was like, you need to talk me off this ledge. And you're like, 
oh, dude, that'd be awesome. You've got to do it. Like, no, maybe you misread my email, dude. I said, talk me out of it, not into it. But you were convincing enough to where I got He-Man and Skeletor. No, I knew what you were saying, dude. And trust me, those revelation figures are sick. It was funny, too, because I went out with my buddy, uh, Celebrate Christmas, and afterwards, him and I went over to Target, and he had never seen the revelation figures. And so Nathan's like looking at these things. He goes, oh my God, dude, these things are sick. Yeah, they're incredible. And I was like, I know, right? He goes, I was like, dude, I can't get into these. I just honestly cannot get into these, man. And Nathan started looking. I thought Nathan was going to give. And Nathan was like, nah, I can't get into these, dude. The, the hell did I do with these? And so yeah. Nathan put them down. But one of the big kickers for me is I have the Target app on my phone. Right. And I can check local stock. Yeah. So I was watching the Skeletor numbers. They were pretty high, but then He-Man started to dip. And I was like, okay, I'm either going to buy He-Man or I'm just going to miss out on him forever and not put any Motu representation in the Detolfs. And then it was that FOMO starting to kick in. <laughs> so I had to, I pulled the trigger. I had to. Rolled into Target with some Christmas money. Hadn't done that in a long time either. Like straight cash, dude. Like no debit, <laughs> no credit, straight cash, Christmas bills. Walked in, grabbed Skeletor, grabbed He-Man, looked at, I almost bought Battle Cat. I almost did, but I had to walk away. Good man, good man. You know what's funny too is because when we were doing our email exchange back and forth at work, I sent you the Castle Grayskull that was on Amazon for 80 bucks. And you're like, dude, you are the worst. The absolute worst. And because that's a different scale. So I couldn't even put my new He-Man figures in that. I would have to get a He-Man and Skeletor to match up with the Castle Grayskull. Can't do it. It's just He-Man and Skeletor. That's all you got to get. See? And that's the slippery slope. So I was able to avoid dropping off the cliff with this slippery slope, keeping it at He-Man and Skeletor. But I want to throw out a huge thank you to GBM who picked us up the Bat and the Alley Viper from the G.I. Joe Classified series. Yes, thank you, GBM, man. It's funny, too. Again, going back to hanging out with Nathan, we went out on Monday night and walked down that aisle. And, dude, I saw G.I. Joe figures on the pegs. They had Flint. They had Lady Jane. I, I don't know if I remember the last time I saw G.I. Joe figures on the peg. Yeah, it's been a while. And same for wrestling figures. I walked in, they had Ultimate Editions, they had Elites, they had Legends, they had Basics. Man, it's good to see the toy. And this is after Christmas, right? So normally, in our history of collecting anyway, the toy aisles are pretty bare after Christmas. But either Target didn't get slammed or they rebounded pretty quickly because there were carts out stocking the shelves and those shelves and those pegs were pretty full. So it was great to see, you know, you hear everything about distribution and the container sitting out at sea, at least locally, I'm not seeing on a toy aisle. There is a lot of product out there with a bunch of He-Man, bunch of GI Joe, Transformers, Batman, superheroes, you know, a lot of Marvel products and a lot of wrestling, which is really, really good to see compared to two or three years ago. By the way, I'm going to try to predict the ultimate editions with Cena Rock. That was at your target? Uh, just Cena. No Rock. No Rock. Okay. Elites. I'm going to say Angel Garza. Uh, they didn't have Angel, but they had Candace. So it was that series. And they oh, okay. only had a couple from that one. But they did have Candace. Candace, Otis. No Otis. Was Warlord in that one? Warlord, I believe, was 87. And I don't remember which series Candace was from. But they did have some elites. They had some top picks, uh, the elites and basics. And they had that horrible, horrible Ember Moon basic. Oh my God, they still have that? Did I mention that it's horrible? Uh, once or twice, yes. So I took Peyton with me to Target because she wanted to get... And this, 
on the 23rd of December. I'm taking Peyton to Target. In fact, I think it was after we finished recording. Yeah, it was. Last week. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to Target two days before Christmas. Luckily, it was super, super late. It was like 9 o'clock, 9.30 when we rolled in. She wanted to get something for her cat for Christmas. So, of course, we roll through the toy aisle. And (laughs) I'm looking at the wrestling figures. And I'm like, Peyton, check this out. Not knowing how she was going to react because she loves Ember Moon. I go, look at this Ember Moon figure. She goes, oh, that's not good. Well, at least she's honest. Yes, and 100% accurate. Like I said, I still think they owe Ember an apology for that one. And while we're at it, apologize to Trish for that horrible elite figure as well. Yeah, it's not that great, is it? Needless to say, neither of those are on my top 10 for 2021. So Celeste got me some totes. And the first thing I did after we opened our gifts on Saturday morning is I popped open the totes and brought them right back to the room because I had to get my back room cleaned up, dude, because it was... It was a hashtag fig mess going on back here, dude. Ah, yes. Time to start packing some of those up. But what I started doing was I took a tote and I labeled it future signings. Oh, excellent. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put nothing but future signing figures that I know is coming up in this tote. Already there's some figures in there. So like, for example, we're meeting Penta in a couple of weeks. I'm getting my boss fight figure signed. Oh, same. So that's in the tote. I have to hunt down the Brizango figures. That will go in the tote. So that's what I started doing. But here's the bad part. I had to label a tote wrestlers that have passed. Mm. Because most of the time when I'm going through those totes, I'm mostly looking for figures of guys have signings coming up. If I see a tote that says wrestlers that have passed. Yeah. That tells me I can't go into that tote. Well, I can go into that tote, but there's no point in looking in that tote for the figures that I'm looking for. Gotcha. Okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. That makes sense. So that was kind of hard to do because some of the guys, like I put a Dusty Elite in there. I put Ultimate Warrior figures in there. I put Macho Man figures in there. It just, it was kind of soul crushing to see that tote get filled up as fast as it did. Can I make a request? Um... Not to ever show that video of you and I in the hotel room with the prostitutes. Whoa. Oh, crap. Was that on the air? It's also already on the internet. Come on. Oh, <laughs> that's that's way back there. <laughs> when you pay that much, you're going to post that video everywhere. <laughs> Look what I did, guys. <laughs> Let's celebrate. <laughs> um, oh, Thank okay. you, government, for stimulus money. <laughs> Oh, okay. So what was the, uh, what were you going with? Uh, I was just going to ask you to rename it the legends bin. Um, I could do that because the legends also could be guys that are retired. Right. But you'll know what the legends bin is. Is that like calling you the cringe, but nobody knows what it means, but like everybody around you will know that you're the cringe fluencer. <laughs> well, except for everybody listening to this show, <laughs> like By the, the... bumping elbows, like, look guys, it's the cringe. <laughs> By the Let's make this awkward. <laughs> you totally sound like Braun Strowman, dude. <laughs> Get this awkward. By the by, the way, GBM said that uh, you're the cringe fluencer. Oh, I like it. So not only are you the cringe and the influencer, you're the cringe fluencer. I like that. Okay, so that's going to be the shirt. Rolls off the tongue. That's a nice mashup right there. That's better than Linkin Park and Jay-Z. Well done, GBM. (laughs) But going back to that tote, 
it killed me to have to put all those guys in that tote, dude. Like, it was just so hard to do. Got the room cleaned up. Um, it looks a lot better. Oh, good. <laughs> than what was going on before, because that was just a shit show going on over here, dude. It was getting overrun. I mean, that's a lot of MOC. You know what I mean? And, like, you don't have the wall space for all that. Although, really, like, if you started going down your hallway, you could make it work. I can't go down the hallway, dude. I cannot and shall not. I will not go down the hallway. Reason being, not that I haven't thought about this, but reason being is the hallway is narrow. This is true. So you might bump them walking through on accident. Someone who's pushing about four bills, walking down the hallway, you know, their arm flaps in the wind like wings, you know, and they may hit a figure and bump it off. Well, I know you're not talking about me. I'm only two bills. Yeah, I wasn't talking about you. But I'm a drinker and I stumble. So you could be talking about me. (laughs) Oh, by the way, I picked up Zolo World protective cases for LJNs. Oh, very nice. So you're putting some of your signed in there? Putting the Greg Valentine in there, putting the Hogan in there. And I have one extra. I thought I had another carded LJN, but I might be dreaming. No, you have Captain Lou. No, I don't have Captain Lou carded. Didn't you take Dad's? Dad's was open. He opened his Captain Lou? Captain Lou was open. Hogan remained on card. Have we taught Dad nothing? I I do. Tell me about it. Jeez. Yeah. Too bad we're not like the South Park guys that can go back in time and tell Dad to not open these figures. Yeah, don't do it. Well, I, you know, those are the only three that I thought you had carded were Captain Lou Hogan and Valentine. So I don't think you have another one carded. I don't think I do. So I have an extra one. So, But if you guys need protective cases for LJNs, head on over to Zello World. They do have a bunch of protective cases over there. I think they're all out of the Hasbro ones. They got wiped clean during COVID. And again, not a sponsor, just a product that you like. So give them a free plug. Who cares? Yeah, we're 100% authentic. Nice callback, dude. Thanks, dude. Scott, we do have a little bit of news. What do you say we jump into it? Let's talk about it. Oh, you gonna learn today. Scott, in the news, there was a quick little video from Seth Rollins and Cesaro with Sam Roberts about Mattel figures coming up. Let's just kind of go over some of them real quick. They showed off the Batista Ultimate Edition that is Target exclusive. It'll have the animal t-shirt, three heads, four sets of hands, big gold belt, and two. I don't know why there was two. Maybe you can enlighten me, Scott. WrestleMania 21 contracts. Well, because he had to choose which uh, contract he was going to sign after he won the Rumble. Ah, that makes sense. Yep. Was he going to face Triple H or was he going to face JBL? I forgot about that. Good job, dude. Good memory. Hey, thanks. <laughs> I was there when he made the choice. Were you? Was in San Jose? Yeah, I'm almost positive that happened in San Jose. Oh, dude. Nice, man. It was like right after the Rumble, we were at a Raw. Uh, and I thought it was that one. I could be totally mistaken. Are the antibiotics affecting your memory right now? Possibly. I'm going to have to like <laughs> fact check myself on that one. WWE Superstars Mint on Card Pictures. Now, these are the Remco-style figures. Bray Wyatt, he has the top hat that that was shown on card. Hollywood Hogan, Honky Tonk Man in the blue jumpsuit, and Ric Flair are, well, Ric Flair and Bray are still coming. So I'm all in on those figures, man. They got my nostalgia feels on that one. Yeah, very, very cool assortment. And I can't wait to see which direction they take that line in. I mean, I'm guessing based on series one, it's going to be mostly legends, but you know, you've got one current day superstar in there. 
when he was with the WWE. And then you have three legends. So I'm good with that mix going forward, even a half and half type thing. But uh, super, super hoping that they make a Ricky Steamboat from WrestleMania 3 and a Macho Man to go with it. Oh, good call. I didn't even think about that. That'd be cool because they're obviously big on the accessories with the robes and the jackets and whatnot. So you put Ricky in his gi, you put Macho Man in his robe. I'm digging that and put the icy title with one of them. Scott just went wish list on us. I totally did. I sprinkle it in when I can. <laughs> like Salt Bay with the wish list. <laughs> Don't ever do that again. I'm sorry. Elite 93, Seth will have his red jacket with the black pup collar. Cesaro, Ricky Steamboat. Ricky Steamboat will be the variant in that series. Raquel Gonzalez, I guess that was T-Bar. I think that was T-Bar. I lost track of who was who in that. I think it was T-Bar. Yeah. And uh, they didn't show it, but Karrion Cross, he's, I think he's still going to be coming in that series, but we'll Question see. Question mark? Question mark. He was supposed to be, but we'll see. You like that Ricky, huh? I do. Yeah, that Ricky is sweet. It's going to be a pass for me. Why? I was way a bigger fan of his when he was in the WWF. I liked him in WCW a lot, but I think that figure's a pass for me. As much as I love Ricky, I think I'm going to pass on that figure. I want that belt. Yes. And I want the Ricky figure because we haven't had many figures of that look of, of Ricky. No, you're totally right. We have not. There has have, There have not been a lot of WCW Ricky Steamboat looks. Let's move over to Chella, continuing with our bone-crushing figures. Ultimo Dragon, he'll have a removable entrance gear, five points of articulation. And Sunny Ono, removable camera accessory. I said last week, unless it's Dynamite Kid, I'm going to be out on these. And then they totally redeemed themselves. And now I am so tempted because how cool would it be to get Sunny Ono and Ultimo Dragon to sign this two-pack, dude? Uh, yeah, I was going to say it is a two pack would be amazing for autographs, but I would think that if big show or Mark Henry get their hands on that Sonny Ono figure, they're probably going to curb stomp it. That's why we don't take it around big show or Mark Henry. Yes. Now, do you know why they would curb stomp it? Uh, Please enlighten us. Okay. So that, uh, WWE treasure show. Yes. They went around looking for Andre's giant machine mask which apparently is super, super rare. There's not many examples of them out there. And Sonny Ono had one. And when they went to talk to Sonny Ono about purchasing it, he all of a sudden opened up a bidding war on it, like a Zoom bidding war on this mask. And Mark Henry and Big Show hit their limit on what they could spend on it because WWE bought it all. It was going into their like physical Hall of Fame that I think they're going to be putting together. And they did not win the item. And both of them were super pissed at Sonny Ono for doing that and not just like negotiating with them. Spoiler alert, they ended up getting it eventually, but they were super pissed at Sonny Ono. So I could imagine them both taking that Sonny Ono figure in their gigantic hands and just crushing it. Uh, that sounds about accurate. Yeah, I could totally see that. <laughs> well, you wouldn't even be able to see it be destroyed in Big Show's hand. Dude, I didn't even think of Ultimo Dragon. When they were talking about the bone crushing figures, I didn't even think of Ultimo Dragon and Sonny Ono. So, like, I, I'm like, I can't get into the bone crushing. I can't do that. And then they do this, and I'm like, why did they have to do this to me? Yeah, that is like a WrestleCon moment waiting to happen, right? Yeah, James Frank actually met both of them. Oh, that's oh, too bad he didn't have this two-pack yet. I that know. sucks, dude. I would have totally gotten that signed by both of them, too, if I was him. And, Scott, let's move over to FTC. Dr. Tom Pritchard will be coming to the FTC line in... 
his heavenly bodies look. He will have the heavenly bodies jacket and be in those tights. Yeah. Trunks, trunks, trunks. You know, 300 plus episodes. 311 to be exact. To be exact. 311. Yes. That's what I just said. Okay. Cue the music for 311. Uh, what's na, the na, music? Na, 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 na. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. I think Deontay might be the only person out there listening who knows exactly what you were just singing. And that was not 311. So actually, since we're on music, Scott, what you got for the Aquanet Minute? The Aquanet Minute this week. And... I'm going to go deep track again. You know, I've been giving out some big names here the last couple weeks. We had Rat. We had Poison. This week, I'm going deep track. And it's cool because this is a band that I actually liked. I never was able to get their tape. But every time Big Dave came around, he had it with him and I'd listen to it. Then I started listening to Big Dave's playlist. And I believe Stone Cold Porcupine had a song of theirs on his playlist too. Oh, can I guess? Please do. Faster Pussycat. No. No, we've already put them in the Aquanet Minute, dude. Did we? We did, yeah. Oh, you're right. You're right. I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, we did their second album. Okay, you're right. Um, <clears throat> Deep Track. Bon Jovi. Come on. Ricky Nelson. The Ricky? Nelson Nelson Twins. No. No. Absolutely oh. not. Oh. Who is it? This week is the album No Respect. By Vain. V-A-I-N, not V-E-I-N. Wow. You, you can find them on Spotify. See, that's the thing. Not a lot of people know about that band. But when they came out, their sound was, I wouldn't say different, but very polished. I was a big fan of their songs. I was never able to get their tape for whatever reason. I couldn't find it. But Big Dave had it, and he'd come around and he'd play it. And I loved it. Absolutely loved that. It was a tape, not a CD. We had tapes. <laughs> but absolutely loved it. In fact, we were at the Delta for a weekend and we had a boom box and Dave brought that tape. We played the hell out of that tape that weekend. Awesome. Check them out on Spotify. V-A-I-N. The album is No Respect. If you are a hair metal fan and you've never heard these guys, you're going to be impressed. So that is the Aquanet Minute for this week. Going a little deep track. Maybe I'll bring a big name in for next week. Ooh, going for a big gun, huh? Yeah, we're going to bring in a big hitter next week, I think. All right, Scott, it is the time of the year that I look forward to. It is not only the prediction show, but it's the top 10 show. I love this. And actually, I had a lot of fun going back listening to the episode to get our predictions from last year to see if we were correct or we were way off. And I'll tell you what, we suck. (laughs) I can't wait to see what my batting average is. All right, Scott, let's get into it.
Scott, it is the year-end awards. And but actually, before we do get into our predictions from last year to see how right or wrong, spoiler alert, it was a lot of wrong, <laughs> we were, Bevan Boychuk sent in an email. He says, hopefully this makes it in time for the prediction show, and hopefully they are a little less safe in order to meet Jeff's need for danger. Number one, <laughs> number one either Zombie Sailor or Cello Toys announce Glacier. Number two, Figures Toy Company announces Disco Inferno to team up with Alex Wright. I like it. And number three, Mattel shows off a new Bret Hart head scan that is somehow worse than all the others. Oh, wow. That is a bold prediction because how do you get worse? I know. They're at the bottom right now regarding Bret figures, dude. That's Danger Bevan right there. (laughs) So I'm going to hold on to this. And I'm going to also print out JTs. And then we will also include them into next year's. All right, Scott. So last year, we decided to do some disappointments. And I'm not sure why we did that because we've never done that before. But we did disappointments from last year. And I and I can't really think of any disappointments from this year. Like, nothing comes to the brain right off the bat. Maybe some bare pegs. But that was due to the containers being out at, at sea. So I'm... I can't really think of any disappointments off the top. Well, I aired my grievances earlier, uh, specifically the Ember Moon and the Trish Stratus. And that would be my disappointments for 21. Okay. So from last year, this was on episode 258. This was our 2020 predictions. (sighs) Scott led off with Dexter Loomis will get an elite figure. But Scott, he did not get an elite figure. Damn it. I thought it was a single right out of the box. I thought that was a sure thing. Oh my God. Please tell me you did not throw Dexter Loomis into your predictions this year. I'm drumming my fingers together like Mr. Burns. You son of a... Scott, we're not supposed to do that anymore. <laughs> Drum our fingers together or pick Dexter Loomis again? Pick, pick Dexter Loomis. or <laughs> Scott, we're not supposed to do that, dude. Well, there were no rules. There's no fine print. <sighs> this was not explained to me. So that was Scott's first prediction out of the gate. Right out of the gate, and he strikes out. My prediction from 2020... This year, meaning 2021, will be the year we experience the wallet heat because of all the figures we were supposed to get in 2020 will hit in 2021. And that actually happened because all of a sudden, things that we pre-ordered all of a sudden started popping up on our bank accounts. And it was like, what did I order from Target that they're now charging me $27.55 for? Well, it's got to be a wrestling figure. Scott's next prediction from last year. Shotzi's tank will make its way into production. Hmm. And he swings and misses. Again. My next prediction from 2020 on episode 258. Mattel and WWE will re-up at 11.59 on December 31st, 2021. (laughs) Well, you only missed it by a month or two. I I know, right? But hey, dude, you're doing well. Eh, Maybe I had the singles. I know. Here we thought those were like super bold and I had the easy one, but you're two for two. Okay, so you went out big on this one. Scott's next prediction, given the success of the War Games playset, we are going to see another big playset, whether it's a backstage playset, stage and entrance ramp, parking lot brawl, another big playset will be coming from Mattel. Ooh, okay, I kind of hit on that one. You kind of hit on that because of Mattel Creations. Yes. Okay, so I'm going to call that a I'm going to call that a win. I needed a win. I got a win. You definitely got a win on that one. That was a very good prediction. I said 
Jazzwares will be coming out with two new series. I believe they will have a classic line and one other. They had Unmatched come out, uh, but no classic. No, but they did have some exclusives that came out. Some various two-packs and the Britt Baker bloody version from RSC. True, but I thought they were going to have a classic line like Sting. and. I think everybody did. Yeah, that's true, because of all the people that they had, you know, Tully, Arn. Right. Scott, your next prediction. More Legends from the past series. So think Legends Series 1 through 6, WWE Elite Legends 1 through 6, will be announced this year. A few that will be in different gimmicks, such as Tito and Rick Martellus Strike Force. We will get a one-man gang. New names will be added to the line, such as Dynamite Kid, we will get a Headbangers, and we will get Warlord and Barbarian. Damn it, I was only right on one of those. And to add to that, LOD, Demolition, and Owen Hart are going to stay away from Mattel. Oh, so I was right on that too. You were right on that. Now, granted, Owen Hart went to Jazzwares, but that wasn't part of the prediction. And One Man Gang went to Zombie. Yes, right. I said, I'm going back to Jazzwares. They will be showing signs of improvement. That did happen. Oh, that was it. That's all I said. <laughs> oh, well, I think that was easy to predict. That was a single for you. That was that was your Dexter Loomis Elite. All right, I'll, t- I'll, I'll accept that. I'll accept that. But hey, a win's a win. Take it. So you were kind of right on this one. Scott said, retro figures will stay on ice because of the Motu crossover figures will continue. Retros will not come back in 2021. Well, they were announced, but they technically have not been correct pre-order yet. Yes. So they did stay away. And technically, Motu did continue up until this last series that just came out with Brett. Yes, because the Superstars line is replacing the Motu. Correct, correct. So, okay, I'm going to call that one a win, too. All right, good job, dude. I will take it. Okay, I said, we are going to get Road Warrior figures from Storm Collectibles. Scott (sighs) Scott jumped in and said... He had the same prediction, but said it was coming from either Storm or Super 7. Uh, I <laughs> wish that one could have been right. Like, out of all of our predictions that were wrong, I wish that was the correct one. Well, we did get Road Warrior figures, but they're coming from Junk Shop. Yeah, we're getting it from Junk Shop Dog. Yep. Scott said AEW will announce a Legends line, kind of similar to what I said, and a series of two packs, similar to Battle Packs, Their gimmick figures will be put off until 2022. So they got a two-pack, not similar to Battle Pack, but they did have two-packs. There were several two-packs. And there were several two-packs. Yeah, okay. And the last prediction from last year, I said we are going to get one more series of New Japan from Super 7, and that will be it. Unfortunately, that did not happen. They just, after Series 2, well, they haven't announced anything, so let's not predict or say, you know, assume stuff, but... Yeah, we're not putting the nail in the coffin yet. It's not looking good. No, it is not. So those were our predictions from 2020, Scott. I would say overall, without having any insider knowledge, I think we did okay. You kind of hit a home run. You said that there was going to be another playset, and you were kind of right from Mattel Creations. Yeah, so okay, I'll take it. Yeah, 100%, dude. It is now time for our predictions for this year. And Scott, do you want to start us off? Yes, and as I did last year, Jeff. God damn it. I'm coming out just looking to make contact. You will be happy to know it does not involve the name Dexter Loomis. Oh, okay, all right. All right, it's yeah. it's part 
I'm going to go for contact. Okay. But if I get a fastball down the pipe, I'm hitting it out. So you'll like this one. Okay. MLW figures will be in scale with the Mattels. That's mm-hmm. that's trying to hit for contact. Here's where I might just take that fastball over the left field fence. Jax is going to produce them. You're going Jax on that one, huh? I'm going Jax on that one. Have you heard the rumor lately? No, I have not. Okay, then we'll keep that under wraps then. Oh, tell me after the show. I will. It's the rumor. We don't know. There's Actually, it's on the message boards. People are, keep saying that it's uh, Boss Fight Studios. It's all over the message boards. I don't know. I don't have to keep quiet. Interesting. Okay. I, I had not heard that. I mean, I'm not on message boards ever, but okay. I, hmm. Because we really like Boss Fight, I hope that that prediction is wrong on my part. I would love to see Boss Fight get them. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I'd love to see them do their figures, have them in scale with the Penta and Phoenix. I'm all here for it. Yes, but before hearing that, Jax is my pick to produce them. <laughs> you think Jax is going to get back in the wrestling game? I could totally see it. All right, my first prediction for 2022: there will be no more retro style figure makers. Nobody else is going to be making retros. We already have Mattel. We have Zombie. We have Chella. I think people are done. Yeah, there's there's a lot of people in the pool now. Yeah, so I think there are no more retro-style figures to be made by okay. any any company. Oh, that, you know what? That's actually a pretty bold prediction, considering how many have come out of the woodwork. Mm-hmm. But it makes a lot of sense when you think about it. Like, do you really want to compete with those guys? Because the work that, Z- that Zombie is doing, the work that Shell is doing, what we've seen from Nerds Clothing... Do you really want to compete with that? Can you compete with that? Like maybe look in a different direction if you're thinking about getting in there. Makes a lot of sense, dude. Good pick. All right, Scott, what is your next one? Funko's going to make AEW pops. Oh, you think they're going to do it again? I think they are. Well, I should say. Well, they did the Bucks before they were AEW. But yeah, I can see Funko getting the AEW license. Okay. That's a very good prediction. Thank you. My next one, I don't mean to be sour on this, but... I think a few companies will drop out of the wrestling figure game. Mm, I think I know where you're going with this one. I could see Super 7 just agree wrapping it up with wrestling figures. But then again, I could see them just all of a sudden out of the blue going, oh, by the way, we signed LOD. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. Is it in their best interest to pursue a license like a, a big company like NJPW or Impact, for example? Or is it more in their best interest to go for names? And they've done both. I don't know which one worked out best for them. Maybe both, maybe neither. Maybe there was one that was better than the other. You know, because they did the the Gallows and Anderson. They did the NJPW line. I don't know which one sold better. But I think out of all the players in the game, Jeff, I I hate to admit it, but I think that you're right. I don't know who the other one will be. I think Storm will continue. Agree. Uh, zombies in it. I think Super 7's one name that's in a dropout. I think that's going to be the biggest name. Yeah, I think there will be one other that stops making figures, but we'll find out this coming year. Okay. Scott, what's, what's your next one? The next Mattel crowdsource project is going to be the Raw is War stage. It's going to come with an Ultimate Edition Bart Gun figure and a Brawl for All graphic on the screen. Um, Scott, you... Oh, did I say that out loud, that last part? What is in these antibiotics, dude? <laughs> Just kidding. Oh. <laughs> the Raw is War stage is going to come with an Ultimate Edition Mike Tyson, or it's going to come with an Ultimate Edition Vince and Shane McMahon. 
So are you saying that Mike Tyson's going to sign a WWE Legends deal? Yeah. Oh, okay. I applaud you for that prediction. Thank you. I, You know, I, I'm not trying to hit singles with this one. This is, I could see, because Mike Tyson has a Storm figure out. Right. In the big scale and smaller scale, much like Hogan. But as far as I know, now I, I could be totally wrong on this, nobody holds the rights to Mike Tyson action figures right now. That is true. Wow, that's a bold prediction. I could see it because when you think Attitude Era, we've gotten a crap ton of Stone Cold, Triple H, Mankind, all those big names from that era, we've already gotten them. Who haven't we gotten? Iron Mike Tyson. All right, good job, dude. You threw it out there, dude. You just laid it out on the table. There was no mushroom tip or shortcock in it, dude. You were... Whoa, hey, yeah, I don't do that. (laughs) What? <laughs> uh, next prediction for next Mattel Creations. I think we're thinking too small. This is kind of tying in with yours, Scott. It's going to be something that surprises us in a way that none of us were thinking. Hmm. The SmackDown Fist. Ooh. Is that where we're get- I didn't think that, but yes, maybe something like that. Okay, so you didn't actually have a prediction for this. You're thinking it's going to be something. I think it's going to be huge. But it's something that none of us thought of. Hmm. Okay. But this kind of ties into your Raw's War stage with Mike Tyson. So okay. So none of us would have ever thought of Mike Tyson. I, Dude, I am dying to have a Mike Tyson figure in my collection. I can't afford a Storm. You know, there are knockoffs that you can get that are that they're going to look like Storm collectibles, but it's not actually Storm collectibles. But the one I really want is that young Iron Mike Tyson that comes with all the titles. That Storm figure is so badass, but I would settle. I'd be happy to have an Iron Mike Tyson from the Attitude Era. You could put him in his suit that he wore on on that Monday Night Raw in Fresno when he and Austin got into the shoving match and Vince lost his mind. And you could include a DX shirt with him. You could include an Austin 316 shirt with him. Doesn't even matter. I, I would love to have an Iron Mike Tyson figure in my wrestling figure collection. So, actually, you know what? We're not doing singles, dude. We're actually throwing a lot out there, dude. Well, I think maybe the Funko's going to make AEW. That that might be some soft contact right there. That's like a bunt down the third base line. Seeing eye single. How about that? Well, I think you'll like this one, Jeff. Okay, what's your next one? It kind of ties into your prediction about Super 7. Okay. Super 7 will not make any NJPW figures in 2022. Um, actually, I had something like that in my, my predictions. Well, I've got more to add to it. Okay. However, Storm Collectibles is going to make a Shibata and a Kota Ibushi figure in 2022. I had this in my predictions, and Scott and I didn't talk about these. I had this down. Super 7 is done making New Japan figures. Oh, you're saying they're done. I'm saying they're done. There's no hiatus. They're done. Yeah, but doesn't mean the end to New Japan figures in 2022, meaning maybe Storm will be picking him up. Okay, so you okay, so you're saying Storm might pick up the NJPW license altogether instead of one-offs like Suzuki. Correct. Okay, I like that. All right, so I, yeah, those two picks kind of tie in together. It's kind of a bold prediction because I don't know if Storm has the capability to just mass produce things like that, but we'll see. All right. So my next prediction in 2022, either Chella or Zombie in their retro line, are going to give us a Bad News Brown in addition to Slick. 
Those are two names I'm picking for next year in the retro lines. I like it. I like it. We need a bad news Brown figure. I, I totally agree. If, if there's one name, I mean, aside from Owen Hart, that is just sorely overlooked, it's gotta be bad news Brown. I mean, aside from Dino Bravo too, I guess you could throw him in there, but he's going to be getting a figure in this line. So I've, I've got to say bad news. Brown is that guy. And you know what? Give us one of his gutter rats with him. That could be his accessory. <laughs> one of his gutter rats. <laughs> That's like the uh, dynamite kid comes with Matilda. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> give us a rat with bad news. Brown to be badass and slick. Gotta have the hat. Gotta have the cane. My next one. We are going to find out more about Greg Gagne's wrestling figure ventures here the first half of 2022. So by July, we should know what Greg Gagne's venturing off to. I hope so. It's, it's one of those things that has kind of gone away and I kind of forgot about it. Much like when they were saying KB Toys was going to make a comeback. Oh yeah, that's right. And then like a year later, you're like, wait a second. Didn't they say KB was coming back? Like, I hope that this isn't one of those things that was announced and then everything fell through and there's been no news at all. Like, I hope this becomes a thing. I'm 100% with you on that one, dude. Scott, what's your next one? Jazzwares is going to give us more play sets. Now, this kind of piggybacks on what JT was saying last week with his predictions. There's going to be backstage areas. We're also going to get figures of Hook and the Briscoes. Ooh. Okay. So Hook was almost 99% given, especially with how much he took off. But saying the Briscoes, good job, dude. Well, you know, the Hook, he just debuted, right? Like a couple weeks back? Correct. So it's one of those things. I don't know what their turnaround is. Typically with Mattel, it's like nine months. Nine to 11, yeah. Yeah. So I can see Hook being one of those guys they're going to want to push the fast forward button on. And they're going to rush to get him out in 2022. They, they're they going to want to have merch of that guy readily available. I like how you also went Briscoes. I'm a huge fan of that. Oh, yeah, dude, I am too. I made that pick and I was like, okay, I'm excited. Like, I would <laughs> love to have Briscoes figures. So to kind of go back to that two-star review from earlier, the AEW collection will start to happen at some point. It's going to be names for me because I don't have the budget to just buy everything, unfortunately. It's going to be names. I guarantee the Briscoes, it would have been FTR if I liked the Dawson, well, whatever his name is in AEW. Sorry, I don't watch current day product a lot. I don't like the sculpt or the, the face sculpt on the Scott Dawson figure. So FTR is a pass for me. However, I will be getting FTR figures at some point from AEW when they brush them up a little bit and make them better. But I'll definitely be buying those Briscoes. I love the Briscoe brothers. Those are going to be a must purchase for me. My next prediction... It's going to go Figures Toy Company, and they are going to shock us with a legendary signing. I think there's a legend in the works that I think is going to shock all of us. I hope you're right. I totally hope you're right. I've, I've always been a fan of the legends that FTC is able to get under their umbrella. And I look forward to whatever... I, we already talked about Dr. Tom Pritchard. I think that that's amazing. And that figure looks great so far on what we've been shown. But I hope you're right. I really hope you're right. I mean, we could go full wish list here, but I'm just going to keep my fingers crossed. All right, Scott, you got another one? I do. <laughs> you're going to love this one. Shotzi and the Tank are going to be released in 2022. <laughs> and they're going to be a ringside exclusive. I don't know if it's going to be an Ultimate Edition scenario where the Tank is like two pieces inside of an Ultimate Edition box with a Shotzi figure. I could see something like that. But we're going to get it in 2022. 
and it's going to be a ringside exclusive. <laughs> okay. Well, if you're throwing one out there from last year, I'm going to throw another one from last year as well. We are going to get Legion of Doom figures from Storm Collectibles. Okay, so you're sticking to that Storm Gun. The, I, they're going to be the one that give us the... And the reason I'm sticking to the Storm Gun is because Super 7, I think, is in a bow out of wrestling. I think, yeah. I really think you're right, dude. And as unfortunate as that is, it makes a lot of sense. It's been radio silence on their wrestling line for a while now. They had the two Andre figures as well, but nothing. Absolutely not. Not even any more like three and three quarter inch figures of Andre. Just radio silence on wrestling altogether. But a lot of attention paid on other lines. I think you're right, dude. If we do get LOD, I pray. I mean, outside of Junk Shop Dog and those figures look incredible, by the way, from what we've been shown so far. I really hope it's Storm. If it's in that Mattel scale, I hope it's Storm. All right. And what do you have? Is this your last one? This is my last one, and it is not wrestling figure related. Okay. The new WWE game will not suck. Oh, okay. And you know what? That's a bold prediction. (laughs) After the last mess that came out. Yeah, their last offering. (laughs) Yeah, not so great. The next one will not suck. And my last one for 2022, we will be given a Nikita Koloff figure. Ooh, Ooh, I like that. You know what? That makes a lot of sense to put into the Legends line. Obviously, there's nothing bigger than the Owen Hart signing. I mean, the Owen Hart signing was just, that was the cream of the crop. I mean, nobody's ever going to be able to top that. But I think Nikita, Bad News, getting new legendary guys. And I have a feeling FTC is going to give us a legend there that is going to blow us away. But I would love if FTC gave us a Nikita. Soft goods, singlet, I'd be all about that. Who else can jump into that one? Mattel could sign him into a Legends contract or, yeah, you know, whatever. I think there's going to be a Nikita figure. I hope you're right. Scott, are you ready for your top 10 list? Yes, I am. Okay, how do you want to do this? Do you want to go Notables first? Do you want to... I, you know what? I didn't even include any Notables this year. Reason being, I really think we're going to have to up this number next year. So I really want there to be like discussion happening about, well, why didn't they pick this person? Why didn't they pick this one? Because I want those discussions to happen so that we're forced to up the number next year, at least to 15. I could have done five notables easily. I'm just going to leave them off the board entirely for myself because I want that number to get up next year with as many players are in the game now. And we say it all the time, but there's a lot of people making wrestling figures. And when you narrow it down to 10, Not to say feelings are going to get hurt, but you're leaving a lot of good figures off the board. I think that number's got to get up to at least 15 next year. I don't hate that. Um, I'm going to throw in my notables before you go. All right, go for it, dude. Ray Phoenix from Boss Fight Studios. Good pick. Davey Boy Smith from Elite 82. Great figure. Stunning Steve Austin. Kushida Elite 88. I thought for sure that was going to be in your top 10. Dude, when I was putting this list together, there was nowhere to fit him. There was a lot of shaving that had to be done. How did you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of shaving, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was it was really hard to make this list. Zodiac Elite 88 and Macho Man Ultimate Edition Series 8. Okay. I'll add one. Okay. AEW Unrivaled Series 6 Sheeta. That's an outstanding figure that almost made my top 10. But just like like you said, you had to do a lot of shaving. That's uh-huh. one that just missed the cut. 
and I'll leave it at just one. Okay. So those were my notable guys. So why don't you go ahead with your top 10? All right, here we go. In at number 10, Darby Allen, Unrivaled Series 3. That actually is going to be signed here in a few weeks at Stockton Con. Hell yeah. Number nine, Warlord Elite 87. Ooh. Number eight, Bam Bam Bigelow Legends Series 11. Number seven, the great number seven, Jeff. (laughs) Hollywood Hogan Ultimate Edition Series 7. Okay. Number six, Ric Flair Ultimate Edition Series 9. Okay. Number five, Brutus Beefcake Legends Series 11. Number four, The Fiend Ultimate Edition Series 7. Good pick. Here are my top three for the year. Number three, Jeff Hardy Ultimate Edition Fan Takeover Amazon Exclusive. Wow. I did not see that one coming. Number two. (laughs) I had a hard time with number two and number one. So much so that I had to get both figures out, put them side by side, and start nitpicking two amazing figures. And I'm not going to lie. They're both Mattels. Two of the best that Mattel has given us since their inception in 2010. I've been saying since like April that Vader was going to be number one. Right. Number two, Vader's Legends Series 10 figure. Oh, wow. Okay, so what's number one? He lost out to the Sergeant Slaughter San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. Oh, I see what you did. As I've always said, as a Mint on Card collector, packaging goes a long way with me. The attention to detail that Mattel put into that Sergeant Slaughter figure, the love letter to LJN, the colorful box art on the front, There's no mistaking that this is all about Sergeant Slaughter. Not only that, but to really give the fans a love letter to the Black Card series that was Grand Toys as a chase, or you got the the main run, Blue Card, as we all know that most of the LJNs had, that attention to detail and the fact that they included a chase variant that was completely just by luck of the draw, that I managed to get one of each, that figure to me, and it's an ultimate edition on top of all that, that was the scale tipper. I love that Vader figure. It's amazing. All of the right accessories are with it. The package art is beautiful. I love it. But that Sergeant Slaughter, much like the Macho Man Slim Jim, is just for me the total package from the amazing figure inside to the card that it's on to the box that it comes in. It's just, it's a home run. And for me, it's the number one of 2021. I can't fault you for choosing that as number one. Thank you. That was a good pick. <laughs> I really thought you were going to say Vader. but I, You know what? For almost all of 2021, so did I. And it literally took putting them side by side. And it, it just it tipped the scales when you took all of the packaging into consideration. The figure is fantastic. But when you put the card and the box with that, it, it, it takes it over the top. Incredible job by Mattel. I can't say enough good things about it. I do have to say, Warlord at number nine. <clears throat> sorry. Get out of here. Sorry. And I'm sorry I went Mattel heavy, but Mattel was strong this year. Obviously, I had a lot of, uh, I had a lot of Ultimate Editions in there, and for good reason. Just go look at them. They are amazing. <laughs> this is like the top of what Mattel can do, and that's that's a perfect example of why there are so many in my top ten. They are so good. Warlord, number nine. Number nine. All right. Well, hey, 
there's my quote unquote number seven. <laughs> All right. There are so many good figures this year that even the Warlord crack in the top 10 is, it says something. Well, I want to see where he falls in your list. Number 10, John Morrison, Elite 82. Oh, okay. With, with the black jacket. I said when that figure came in, he was going to be in my top 10, and he remained there. I thought that figure was so good. Yeah, no, it is a really good figure. It's tough to put it over the Ray Phoenix, but the jacket went a far, far way with me. Uh, yeah, I, I can't argue with that at all. Totally and, agree. And the face scan, too. Number nine, Bam Bam Bigelow, Elite Legends. Okay, can't argue with that one. God, you had him at nine? Ugh, yeah. nine? It's better than putting Warlord at nine. Number eight, Sergeant Slaughter, Ultimate Edition. Wow. <laughs> Why didn't you just switch him to number seven? That would have been way funnier, dude. Well, no, because number seven is Macho Man Slim Jim. Oh, you're hilarious. All every, right. every year, Macho Man Slim Jim will always be at number seven. I'm going to punch you. <laughs> you're ridiculous. But 7A is Brutus Beefcake Elite Legends 10. I'm glad we could agree on that one. When you got me that figure and handed it to me, I was blown away by like the drawing of Brutus on the package and then the face sculpt on the figure. I was like, holy crap, it's the same amazing figure like and it's one that's kind of overlooked by a lot of people i think but go look at it again the tag title that comes with him the jacket everything about that figure is 100 percent perfect but there's a caveat to brutus beefcake 7a oh why are you picking his variant it has to be his variant those tights on the variant i, I think it just adds more to the figure than the yellow gotcha okay number six luchasaurus Oh, good pick. Uh, very first time I ever laid eyes on this figure, I knew that Luchasaurus was going to be in my top 10 this year. Good pick, dude. That definitely would have been one of my notables if I was making a list of notables. Outstanding figure. And we even said, even before AEW was with Jazzwares, that when the Luchasaurus figure comes out, as Breaker always says, there's that toyetic factor. Luchasaurus has that toyetic, like you'll walk by that figure on the pegs and you stop and look at it. And you're like, oh, well, like it catches your eye. So I actually had a tough time with number six being Luchasaurus and number five. I flipped flopped them a couple of times, but I settled on this. Number five, Chella Toys Hayabusa. Ooh, wow. All right, bringing a retro figure in. I like it. When that figure hit my palm, when I popped open that box and I was holding it, it was everything I wanted. Not only was it a retro style, it was Hayabusa. Kind of one of those, you know, it's going into your top 10 list. Gotcha. Kind of like what you did with the Vader. You're like, yeah, it's an, it's the greatest figure of this year, or yeah. it's going to be on the top 10 list. Yeah, and I gotcha. that, that's the way I felt about Cello Toys Hayabusa. Good pick. That is a great looking figure. Number four, Boss Fight Studios Penta. Ooh, yes. Yeah, Boss Fight was strong with Penta and Phoenix. The Rip Mast especially that is what made that figure was the rip mask extra head accessory boss fight studios penta at number four i love that figure and you'll have it signed in a few weeks i will have it signed in a few weeks number three warlord i can't even argue with it dude i can't it's, like it is a great looking figure it's so good but you know what would have probably had him crack the list a little bit higher is if barbarian was there to go with him like if they had even come in a two-pack Barbarian and Warlord together, 
that might've been like my number three figure for 21. It's that burn from the LJN days. I'm telling you, I cannot deal with having half of a tag team. Yeah, but the Warlord was so good this year, dude. I mean that- Well, that's why he was in my top 10. Speaking of fantastic figures, my number two, Ric Flair Ultimate Edition. There you go. Yeah, that Flair, man. It's just like he stepped right out of the 80s. Yeah. Love that figure. And everybody knows my number one. It's the Vader Mattel Elite Legends with the extra head, the mask, Japan look. Very first time I ever laid eyes on that figure, I knew it was going to be number one. Yeah. And, you know, it was really like one of those last minute things. Vader had the top spot on my list pretty much all year. And then I had to give that Slaughter another look. And it was just the total package for me. And it just it tipped the scales enough to where Slaughter took my top spot. At least we didn't agree on the number one figure. That would have been boring. Just boring. Well, we have done that before where we were with Harley. Well, yeah. I think that was a unanimous on a lot of people's number ones. True. Oh, man. What a year, dude. I think you're right. We may have to expand this to 15 next year. We really do. Um, I started to put notables together. And I was like, you know, there's just... eh. I'm going to have more notables than I am a top 10. Like it just outweighs it because everybody's just at the top of their game right now. There's a few exceptions. You know, you do get the occasional bad figure or the questionable sculpt or scan. And we joke about it. But overall, what we're getting from these guys is just... And to coin a phrase from a legendary wrestling figure collector, what a time to be a wrestling figure collector. (laughs) I think that's you. Oh, it is me. You're right. Yeah, I think it's you, dude. But but what it is, right? It it is a great time to be collecting wrestling figures. There is so much good product. Whether you want to collect legends or current roster guys or females, that Ty Conti figure that AEW came out with this year, it looks great. Aaron Roberts did a review of it. It's such a good figure. Everybody is just—they're all at the top of their game right now, and there are going to be some. Uh, you know, some bad ones that slip through the cracks here and there. But overall, overwhelmingly positive this year. I'm excited to see what 2022 is going to bring us, especially with Mattel Creations in the mix, where everything and anything goes. And you can make these bold predictions because who knows? You know, who knows what the next figure is around the corner, what the next play set is. I'm excited. And 2022... There's a lot of containers at sea, but whatever. I can't wait to see what it holds for wrestling figures. Well, that rounds out our predictions and our top 10 for this year. I always look forward to the show because it's kind of one of those, how close were we on predictions? Were we close? Were we not close? You know, where did we fall in? You know, and it's kind of fun putting that prediction list together. And even if it was bad, we could still get out that crystal ball and guess again. And then if it's bad, we always just laugh at it and move on. Yeah, but if we're right, we're like Barry Horowitz back-patting ourselves for like a week. (laughs) Oh, that is true. But that is it. Now I'm sad. It's like when Christmas is over, you got the January blues. Yeah, that's what I was saying earlier in the show when we kind of let off. It's like that kind of sad time of year, like Christmas decorations are coming down. No more excitement for the new year because it's upon us and it's right back into the swing of things again. And eh, kind of a drag. No more days off. Yeah, no more days off. I don't get one until I work for a religious company and they give us Good Friday off. So I think that's my next day off is April. But look, bright news. We've got Stockton Con right around the corner. We're going to get the Fashion Police autographs. We're going to get Penta. We're going to get Darby Allin. You're probably going to get Rikishi. Yep. So really looking forward to that. It's going to be fun. 
So, you know, signings to look forward to. Hopefully things start opening back up even more. And just I'm looking forward to a solid 2022. Absolutely. And that rounds out the show. We want you guys to check out WrestlingToyTracker.com. We want you guys to go on there and see if you are getting the fair prices for LJ Anzigaloobs, Hasbro's Just Toys, Bendoms, Defining Moments, and Retros. If you're in the hunt for any of those figures and you're scouring eBay, bring up WrestlingToyTracker.com and see if you're getting a fair deal over on eBay. Again, WrestlingToyTracker.com. Also, I don't want to leave out our good friends over at Wrestling Figure Database. They have an excellent website, a great tool for you guys to go over and check out if you guys are in the hunt for any figures and you need a complete series and you want to check out, make sure you have everybody. It's a good little checklist you got going on over there. You can check that out. And they also have voting for top tens of this year. So go over there, check it out, wrestlingfiguredatabase.com. Now I want to move over to our podcasting buddies. Scott may not listen to him, but I listen to every single one of these guys because I love them. And Scott doesn't. I'm just kidding. Oh, no, that's not true. So I will, like, sometimes uh, we'll get into Shannon's car and go somewhere. And a lot of times she'll be listening to Breaker and Bane. She's got kind of a rotation of podcasts that she goes through. And so I will listen to Breaker and Bane when I'm in the car with her. They'll be on. And no, I totally enjoy their show. And I love Breaker. I love Bane's music. It never gets old hearing that outro on our show. No, actually, that's true. It never does. It's a classic. So check out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour for movie talk, toy talk, wrestling talk, and a lot of other talk. And actually, Shannon brought up, why doesn't Jeff talk about Bill Benis? She brought that up to Celeste, and Celeste goes, yeah, why don't you do that? And she's 100% correct. I don't bring up Bill Benis because I don't want to bring up Bill Benis. He is a, he, he's a troll. That's all he is. Oh. Bane, oh, shots fired. Bane has to put up with this guy, unfortunately. Breaker just doesn't take his crap anymore. Oh. Oh. They might be throwing hands. Yeah. If you want, you can check out Bill Benis's podcast, but it's more of Bane's podcast featuring Bill Benis. <laughs> yeah. It's like Batman featuring Robin. <laughs> also, check out the Breaker's side projects. You know it's fake, right? And the one he does with Travis Fowler, TB Toycast. Also, uh, this past week, doing the favor, had a watch along. But most importantly, we want to send our condolences over to Eric. He just lost his pup. Oh, man. Yeah, we're thinking of you, man, over here. We know the difficulties of that. So, Oh, Eric, I'm so sorry, dude. Yeah, absolutely. But give them a listen. It's a fun listen with those two guys over at doingthefavor.com. Steve also had a podcast this past week where he did a watch-along with a Kevin Nash match with Tony Barker. So check that out over on the Positively Pro Wrestling podcast. I think it was the, wasn't the Finger Poke of Doom, I don't think. I remember listening to it, and they kept bringing up the Finger Poke of Doom. I can't remember. Anyways, also check out our good friends Marty, Marco, Seth, and Sheena over at the chick fil Show. Justin, I hope you had a fun Christmas and enjoyable New Year's. But you can listen to him over on the Wrestling Cheers, where they just had a Q&A of five questions over at Wrestling Cheers. Check out RJ over at Ringside Rant. My good buddy Marty and Rucker over at Boots of the Face. Tim is constantly pulling up a chair with the Fig Life community. And Scott, you have Drunk Wrestling History. Yes. Give us a follow on Twitter at Wrestling underscore Drunk. And Jeff, do you remember those sitcoms where you'd tune in and you knew that they were just cashing it in and giving us a clip show where it was just basically like just rehashing old episodes and ha ha ha, let's laugh at it again? Yeah, sure do. Well, I'd like to say that the show that dropped this past Friday was a clip show from Drunk Wrestling History where 
Eddie actually grabbed some clips of stuff that may not have made it onto podcasts that had to be cut for clarity or for time or whatever reason. It's got stuff that made the show. It's got stuff that didn't. It's all hilarious. We were all hammered during it. We recorded before we went to Metallica at the Chase Center a couple weekends ago. (laughs) I had a lot of fun recording it. Check it out. That's the show that dropped this past Friday. It's our clip show because we're drunk wrestling history where we're not always accurate, but we are always drunk. So the stuff that hit the cutting room floor is what's in that show? Yes. exactly. Well, cutting room floor and then stuff that did make the show, but is kind of like taken out of context and it's all hilarious and you just got to check it out. It's, it's all good laughs. Gotcha. Well... We'll be sure to check that out. Also, we want you guys to check out our good buddies, Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. And every single day, Brian Buds does trivia. Buds, Scott, roll call. Going to throw it out to Jason Wolf. Check out his website, Doyle Draws. That's D-O-Y-L-E draws.com. You can get in touch with the man himself to commission some artwork. You can check out his custom Hasbro figures that he does. Just check out his site. He's got a ton of cool stuff on there. You got to take a look at it, DoyleDraws.com. And Jeff, that rounds out roll call. Are you excited for Taco Bell's wings? Yes. I'm not excited that they're only on the menu for a week, unless they suck, but we'll see how they are. I'm excited to try them for sure. I can vouch for the new chicken ranch burrito because they added three $2 burritos to their menu. Okay. The chicken ranch is very good. And again, I'll recommend it to everybody. Download that Taco Bell app, man. If you're a fan of Taco Bell and they don't sponsor the show, I just love Taco Bell and I'll give them a free plug if I want to. Download the app. You get a ton of free food from them. Great deals all the time. Yes, I can vouch for the Chicken Ranch Burrito. The new one on the menu is very good. Looking forward to the Mexican pizza also returning in April or May of 2022. It's already shaping up to be a good year. By the way, I think mom and dad love special guest Sean more than you. Oh, really? Every birthday and Christmas, they always get him a Taco Bell gift card. Hmm. Hmm. So I should have Sean killed and have his mail forwarded to me. They just drop it by the office. There is no mail involved. I should have Sean killed (laughs) and have you accept the Taco Bell gift card on his behalf. And then you can mail it to me. Yeah, if you want me to. Do I love Taco Bell more than Sean? Hmm. I'll have to think about this one. Yeah, you'll have to turn in next week to see if Scott kills (laughs) special guest Sean. (laughs) Well, he murder him, see? Uh, ah, see? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all turn in next week. Make sure to drink your Ovaltine. <laughs> Be sure to drink your Ovaltine. <laughs> Scott for episode 311 and the prediction show and the top 10 show. Anything else? Stay safe. Stay healthy. Fig life since 2016. Happy New Year to all of our listeners. I hope it's a great 2022 for all of you. And happy toy hunting. And you know what? Cringe. We hope it's a great 2021. Wait, 2022 for you as well. Let's make this awkward. (laughs) I want to thank everyone for listening to episode 311. Hashtag fig life. Adios. Let's go! G!
Jeff and Scott, the Toon Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. We're the OGs of WFP. Fully poseable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.